Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We consider it an honor as always to be able to come across your radios and be able to talk to you and be able to share this time together. We're on Psalm 139. We continue songs in the night. We did uh, Psalm 139, 1 through 12 yesterday, and now we're going to finish up uh, from 12 to the end of the Psalm, which I believe is 24, and we're going to be talking about that. And with me as always is my friend and, and cohort in podcast crime, Stephanie Wesco. And uh, good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It's good to talk to you this morning. Happy Tuesday to you. And uh, it won't be that long and we'll all be together. And uh, we'll yeah. all be together at, at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, one of our favorite places. I think when this airs, I actually think this will air the week after that. So about the okay. time you folks are hearing this, uh, we'll probably be at home and Stephanie will be, uh, this will be the day before you leave to go to Southland Christian Camp to have a couple ladies conferences. So, wow, there's a lot going on there as well. But uh, as we cruise along and uh, just wanted to update you on a couple things. So the recording project has taken a little longer than we expected. We had some uh, burps and things of that in the nature. So we recorded a CD and uh, it actually took six weeks for the edit and the, the uh, uh, studio we used, you know, recorded uh, Stephanie and her kids, you know, three or four times and the piano and then they mix it. They listen professionally and they mix it. They make decisions on what note sounds better and it's, it's a long process. But it sounds really good. We have the recording, now we're in the copyright process. So we wanted to update you on that. So as we go through, until we get the copyright on everything, I have two songs done and I gotta get the rest of the songs on the CD done. And once I have that copyright done, uh, we'll be in pretty good shape. And so that's, uh, that's what we're working on, and, and that's where we're going. So uh, keep that in your prayer. So, Stephanie, we have this segment. You might be a knucklehead. We do it for a couple reasons. The biggest reason is we don't want people who listen to this podcast to be knuckleheads. And uh, we, we want people to know what the difference is between being a knucklehead and not being a knucklehead. And I also sure. want to introduce bonehead. So bonehead is a knucklehead <laughs> square. Like some of you have PTSD and then some of you have complex PTSD. So complex PTSD is getting PTSD from more than one thing. Like Stephanie would admit to you uh, that she has complex PTSD. It's from watching her husband get murdered, having to escape, going through things like that. It's more than one thing that causes her PTSD. I would admit to you, I have complex PTSD. But I'm here to tell you that there are knuckleheads out there that are complex knuckleheadedness and they become boneheads. So this, so I want to go at it today from a bonehead perspective. And so you, <laughs> I guess I should have talked about this ahead of time, but it's fun to hear Stephanie laugh as she hears this for the first time. But you might be a bonehead, which is a knucklehead square. We're still in the knucklehead moment. Don't get me wrong. 
but you might be a bonehead if you were in charge of the gas price doubling uh, since February 1st. All right. Amen. You're a bonehead. All right. You shut down our refineries. You shut down all that. So now we're paying double for gas, 40% more for food. I don't know about you, but my buck is just not stretching where it stretched a little while ago. That's all I want to say. Yeah. So, and then I want to recommend a book this morning. So uh, I recommend a Christian book and then a a non-Christian book. And I'm reading a book right now. I'm just about done with it. It's called The New Rules of Lifting. It's talking about lifting weights and it it talks about uh, unique programs for like fat loss, muscle gain, strength improvement, beginners, elite lifters, whatever. But essentially, it talks about new rules for lifting weights. Now, I can't lift a lot of weights. I, I just mess around, I don't know, just enough to try to stay a little solid. And uh, I have a, a litmus test that I do on my own body. If I'm able to do that, I'm okay. And so I'm, lift, I'm lifting a little bit of weight. And my phone's talking to me again. Whenever we record... With this crazy iPad, this is what happens. So it's the new rules of lifting. It's by Lou Schuler, and it looks like Alwyn Cosgrove. And uh, so if you want a book on lifting weights, that's the one. And uh, I have another one that everybody uses about being ripped and all that stuff, which is really not aimed at a guy like me, uh, who's not going to spend three hours a day lifting weights, but casually going to grab a couple weights for 25 minutes and then go about my day. So here we are in the podcast, Stephanie, and we remember from yesterday, we were dealing with some pretty cool stuff. We realized that God's light was always around us, no matter how dark it was, that we couldn't hide from God, that his hand was upon us. And remember, Stephanie, we were talking yesterday, if God's hand is upon us and we're doing right, what else do we really need? Nothing. Um, and I think that's that's where David when he was walking in the spirit, that's where he lived. That um, there's that song that says, all I need, you know, that Jesus is all I need. And um, coming to that place of, you know, this Psalm is a combination of praise, of worship, of adoration, of humility, of brokenness. It's, It's like all of that wrapped up into one. And that is what the life of Christ is. It's where Jesus is your life. He is your all. And, and that's where we need to be. That's, you know, we need to live in this area code. And uh, I think we can live in, if, if we make it, uh, if, we, if we're serious, we need to live in this area code. And uh, this is an area code that we get to live in just by choosing it, you know, just by choosing to let God in. I'm glad you said what you did. And, we, and so saying exactly what Stephanie said, nothing. What else do you need by God's hand on you? Nothing. But remembering that God's hand on us, remembering that he knows us intimately and that he's with us constantly. We remember that from the podcast yesterday, but now we take off. We're on verse number 13. Uh, So we're still in Psalm 139, getting to know the Lord intimately, being with us all the time. And then it says, for thou, uh, in verse number 13, has possessed my reins. Thou has covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are the works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from me. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of earth, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in the book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. 
How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than are uh, are sand. So more than the, the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked. O God, depart from me. Therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there are any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And it's, you know, there's a lot when you come to the end of this, Stephanie. I didn't remember when I read through this last night, but there's a lot where he's pointing out his bad stuff. I mean, what do you see in there? Yeah, well, when I read this, like I said earlier, this psalm is a combination of brokenness, praise, worship, all of that together. And um, I love that it says what he says um, in verse 16, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. In other words, God formed every solitary single part of me, and they're not perfect because I'm human, I'm flesh, they're messed up. And then I think because of that, because of that fact, he can say in verse 17, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. And the power in that verse to be able, David was so close to God, he could say, your thoughts are precious to me. Like he was so in tune with God, God's thoughts were his thoughts. God's desires were his desires. And to me, that is something that, you know, it leaves you. I think that's why David ended the psalm with search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, you know my thoughts. He wanted his thoughts to align with God's thoughts. He wanted his ways to align with God's ways for him. And that is a powerful thing um, to be able to, you know, to be in that place of being able to say, as David could say this with confidence, that God's thoughts were precious to him. In other words, that's how close he was to the Lord. And to strive for that, to constantly be seeking to draw nigh to God, knowing that he's made the promise that when we do that, he will draw nigh to us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And, you know, this morning in my Bible reading, not only was I in John 5, I was in Psalm 65. And, uh, and it was talking about, the psalmist was talking about how God hears his prayer, how, 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 how God sees these things and, and, uh, uh, and, and how every flesh shall come to him and talking about, you know, that his inequities prevailed against him. And, and again, the same kind of idea there, there's, there's a common thread here where he's going to God and saying, God, you know, all this. And then the psalmist is back over here you know, another 64 or 65 Psalms later uh, saying, man, I, I, I have this perfect hatred for people and stuff. And he, he's going on, he, he's saying, how precious are your thoughts, God? How precious they are in verse 17. Your, your thoughts are so precious compared to what mine are, I think he's saying. Then he's talking about counting promises and counting those things. 
like sand. Now I'm about, uh, you know, probably from where I sit, 30 yards uh, as the crow flies to the beach here at Camp Joy. They have a little sandy area on the, the lake up here. And it's saying it's more than the, the granules of sand. And boy, that, that really has speaks to me as I read that. And, uh, and then he says, but God, you're going to slay the record. And, uh, but, and for I speak, for they speak against me, thee wickedly, they speak against God and thine enemies take thy name in vain. And then he's saying, I hate them. I hate them with a perfect hatred. And you wonder, what does he mean? I hate them with a perfect hatred, Stephanie. What do you think that's about? He hates them with the same hatred that God hates them with. That's what I think. Other, too. This is a, you know, um, the Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. Um, you saw that in, in Jesus. Um, and, and to be quite honest, what we saw Jesus hate, okay, God hates all sin, but there's a certain kind of evil that God hates. Um, and that he displayed when he was here on earth. Jesus Christ displayed a literal hatred, not for the people. He died for them, okay? He loved them. He loved them enough to die for them, but he hated their sin so much. One particular group of people that he had some very strong, what would be termed hate, hate speech now. Um, he had strong words for them and he had strong actions for them. And guess what? It was the people who were blaspheming him yeah. through their actions, through their hypocrisy, through their, their pseudo fake Christianity, to put it in today's terms. That's what made God angry. And we see that in Revelation when God talks to the lukewarm church. He says he wants to spew them out of his mouth. In other words, not just spit them out. Spew is that idea of projectile vomiting. That's how sick it makes God. And that's what I think David's talking about here, um, that he knew he knew what kind of wicked, you know, and this wickedness, you become a bloody man. It leads to you and you hate people. You treat, I mean, there's just the things listed here. It goes back to the lists in Proverbs of things God hates that are abominations to him. And that includes shedding of innocent blood. That includes sowing of discord. It yep. includes pride. And that's what God is saying here through David. I, what read that, I read that this morning as part of my Bible reading. Again, you do the Psalm, the Proverb, and, and, and then we went. Uh, so we were in Job in my Bible reading. Now we, we moved forward and we, we, we got one Psalm we do every day over and over again. And then we have, we were in Proverbs. I think we we're in Proverbs five and six this morning and covering that there's six things that God hate. And then a seventh, that's an abomination and exactly what you're saying. So, so I, I like where you're going with this because I think, you know, we deal with this junk a little more vigilant with, you know, vigilance or more vigilantly uh, because yeah. of our hypervigilance with PTSD or the junk we go through or just where this world has got us. When we're going through a trauma, when we're not feeling good, when we're at the end of some type of relationship or when we're at the end of some type of craziness, you know, we're either in a trial, coming out of a trial or getting ready to go in a trial is the bad news. So when we're, you know, when we're in that trial and stuff, then to add all this, you know, if you and I are living, if life is all rosy for us and your, your toes are uh, in the water in Hawaii and you're with your beloved Charles and, you know, I'm floating around on a sailboat with Debbie, whatever. 
going to happen with uh, with with <laughs> Emmy pulling on my ears or something. I don't know. You know, when we're in heaven on the Golden Sea or whatever the case may be, uh, it's it's a different thing. But when we're living life. When we're living what we're doing right now, and we get to see that the psalmist is saying, listen, I, you know, I'm going through this junk. But then he says something, Stephanie, that's kind of hard. These are kind of hard words, but they need to be chronicled. And we are, when we get to Proverbs, we're going to take the time that Stephanie can show us how she chronicles them. So when we get to Proverbs 1, which is literally only a couple weeks from now. But I think when we, when we look at this, Stephanie, and we look at verse number 23, that kind of is walking the walk. He, he says to God, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So, I mean, that's a pretty hard statement to make to God. But is that something that we should make daily or hourly? Or what do we do with that? Well, I think um, it's something we should be doing constantly. And, you know, there's, there's times that... Um, I don't do well with people when I watch them abuse someone else or mistreat someone else or manipulate that, that makes me upset and, um, leaves me normally thinking some very bad, you know, this person deserves such and such. And the Lord always convicts me. And, and this is a verse that he brings to mind is like, no, Lord, I want your thoughts to me, be my thoughts. I want your will to be done here. And God, this is what you say. And, um, so I think it leads us coming back to um, making sure our heart is right before God and and understanding that we're, our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And that's why God's thoughts have to be our thoughts, um, because by ourselves, our thoughts, our, our actions, whatever, are not going to glorify him. And um, so I think that's important. But something that stood out to me was in verse 22 was the end of that verse. And I think for people that have been abused this is a powerful verse because we live, we have lived for many years in a even Christian culture. I am very sad to say that, um, that loves to promote, um, how do I want to put this coddling or indulging abusers to a certain extent. And I'm not saying everyone, I don't want to stereotype yeah. but a large majority where we love covers sin and we there's these certain pat verses first corinthians 13 is one of their hobby horse chapters to pervert and to understand that david under inspiration of scripture says i count them mine enemies yeah now, david obviously doesn't hate them he's not wishing murder on them he's giving in this passage he makes it clear that he knows god will take care of them but in verse 19, he says, depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. Sure. And then verse 22, I count them mine enemies. And it is biblical to separate from abusers. It is biblical to protect your children from them. And having speaking firsthand, this is important. Obviously, you're doing it under the leadership of, of the Holy Spirit, looking to him for his grace and guidance. But... This is a biblical thing to do, and I think it's very important to point out um, in this podcast because of the day and age we live in um, that it is not scriptural to stay under an abuser, no matter his role. Um, and obviously marriages, you need counseling and you need to try to resolve that. But abuse is never okay. No. That's important to point out here. 
No, no, it's never okay. It's never going to be okay. Uh, it's not even okay in bizarro world. And, uh, no. and it's never okay to get abused. It's always okay to report them to the police. It's the right thing to do. It's the legal thing to do. It's something we need to do. If you're being physically abused, report them. If you're being yeah. mentally abused, get away from them. You know, I, I think, Stephanie, we always kind of find our way back to this. But it's so important for those who listen to us. Listen, nobody needs to be abused. Abuse, you know, we were getting abused toward the end of our last ministry. We had to get out. We got out. So we're an example to you folks. Uh, we're an, you know, it's okay. Get out of it, you know. And God will take care of that. Step out. God will take care of you. And uh, I think that's really important. And then knowing that as we went through this Psalm 139, I think and as we looked at this, um, you know, and we, we come to an end in what you said, what you pointed out, account them mine enemies. Know who your enemies are and stay away from them. And, mm -hmm. you know, whoever made that crazy statement that uh, uh, stay close to your friends, keep your enemies closer is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Get as mm -hmm. far from your enemies as you can get. And, and then just know that the Lord is, you know, he's got your back. He's always there. He's always with you. He's going to judge things righteously. Have him search your heart. He will. Commit your works unto the Lord, I think it says in Proverbs 16. And thy thoughts shall be established. And, and, and so maybe from this, and I hope Proverbs 16 is right. I'm looking for it. And you can hear the pages moving. I didn't do a good job with my research. I never do. But anyway... Uh, commit your ways to the Lord. And uh, that's what this is all about. And know that he's there with us, Stephanie. Know he's right next to us. Yeah. Know that there's light next to our darkness that wants to shine. Know that there's light that can come through us. And know, folks, if you're going through an abusive thing, get away. Get out yeah. of there. Turn them in. Uh, and if you're an abuser, stop it right now. And uh, if, if you've got to be around somebody and you say, well, it's because of this person, get away from that person. Nobody has any right to abuse anybody on God's green earth. And Amen. We're, here, uh, we're here to serve God. And when we serve God, we serve him with truth and righteousness. And uh, we serve a just God. We serve a forgiving God. And we have no right to abuse anybody. Well, that's my thoughts, Stephanie. You got about 30 seconds. Anything you want to close up with? Well, I just would close this psalm with take time. Um, I would encourage you to take time to read through this psalm in its entirety and even and even read it out loud, write it out, make this psalm a part of who you are. It will help you draw closer to the Lord. I think so. I agree with that. And listen, I've got a homework assignment. I usually don't give them, but something that I tried doing last year, and Stephanie will remember this, we ended up writing a bunch of sermons out of the book of Philippians. I did all my Bible reading, and plus I read the book of Philippians every day for 30 days last year. And let me encourage you to read a book of Philippians every day for 30 days. And the joy that gave me and what it showed me was just unbelievable. So I encourage you to do that at homework, as homework. Uh, very important, Eric's going to come on, Brother Eric's going to come on, and he's going to be mentioning a few things to you on what you need to know about Jesus being your Lord and Savior. Don't miss a word of this, and do what he's telling you to do. If you need help with that, contact us on Help for Wounded Spirits. We sure do love you, folks. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.